Hello, beautiful listeners of the pod. Uh, What you're about to hear is the first bonus episode we've ever done where there's no structure, no mini games, and we also got absolutely batshit drunk before recording it. Uh, We will mention in the podcast that we recorded this episode with the intention of releasing it immediately after... Um, the release of Lightyear on Disney+. Plus, But then, if you listen to the Cujo episode, you know that our cars were broken into and stolen. So that didn't happen. So there's just a lot of things wrong with this episode. You can hear the cat in the background for a lot of it. So really, just don't have any too high expectations. And that's good, because that's the same advice I would give you if you were about to watch Lightyear 2022. All right, let's go. Stop you ruining it. This is a podcast about movies. I'm Delaney, and I like movies a whole lot. I am Natalie, and I do not. And you know what? I think Lightyear justified me tonight. So, Natalie. Hello. <laughs> a very exciting thing has happened. In 1995, <laughs> <laughs> a boy named Andy, Andy. got a toy. From his favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Get this. What? This? This? Is that movie. This thing we're doing right now, we're recording? Yeah, he watched this podcast. This recording on, of the podcast. On a visual setting somehow. It was really weird. It was just a black screen, but... And, <laughs> and went, I need a fucking toy They wanted that. to show you at least, like, what was going on. <laughs> and the toy of us talking is voiced by Tim Allen. <laughs> but the inspiration for the toy... Is voiced by Chris Evans. So Lightyear just came out on streaming yesterday. Yesterday. We were going to have this be my next Delaney's Choice episode. That would have come out because as of the time of recording this, we have an episode coming out tomorrow and an episode already planned out for next week. So it would have come out three weeks yes. or two weeks, I guess. Well, from three, I think. I mean, yeah. So when we were talking about it, it was three. Right. Now, technically. Now it would have been two weeks since it came out on streaming. And we just didn't want y'all to have to wait that long. <laughs> I don't think people are going to want to watch this for very long. <laughs> so this is just going to be like a little bonus the, episode. It's a bonus episode where, full disclosure, we're both drinking wine. Yes. I've had a bad 48 hours. Yeah. And thus, I also have had a, a pretty rough 48 hours. By having to deal with my bad 48 hours. Our apartment's nice. It's not that big. So this is going to be a shitpost episode. Which is fair, because this is a shitpost movie. Because this is a shitpost movie. We have nothing. This is just going to be us. We just want, we just finished no, it. No mini games. I did, I took, let me, let me look at the notes I took. I took five lines of notes. Yeah. Well, and part of the reason that I was like, we should just do this is because I think we would have to spend so much of a real episode trying to navigate what the fuck this There's movie is. There's too much to unpack. There's too much. In and this here's movie. my thing. I don't hate this movie. That has nothing to do with the movie even. And so I, I am. I just hate its existence. I'm low-key obsessed with this movie's existence. The concept of it's hilarious. <laughs> the concept, because it was a Twitter meme for a while on film Twitter of actually, it's not the toy, it's the man <laughs> on which the toy was based. Like, that was a recurring joke on film Twitter for the longest time because, so what happened is that, and I don't even have this pulled up, I just, I'm reciting this from memory because it is deeply burned and ingrained into my brain, mm-hmm. is the first, like, they announced it um, a few years ago, I think, but... <laughs> 
I think they released the first trailer or like released something at Comic Con or something. And Chris Evans tweeted, "Guys, <laughs> Chris, Lightyear is not about the toy. It's about the movie character on which the toy is based." And he just started an absolute Pandora's box. He, he started a dumpster fire. <laughs> Well, because even when you listen to the, we saw this in theaters. We did. This was. This is. We have seen two movies in theaters yes. since we have moved to LA. We have been in LA for two months now. Yes. We have seen two movies, and both of them have featured Taika Waititi. And this is the first movie I have seen in theaters since the release of Detective Pikachu, of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And if you've listened to the pod, you know how that went. What was that? In, I forget even what year. That would have been twenty nineteen, May of twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's the last time I saw it. When we went in. It had, like, I had no idea that movie seats could be like that. I'm from bumfuck Pennsylvania. We were at a movie theater where, like, they could recline and, like, they had, like, the little tray tables and stuff. Those were around in 2019. You just, the only movie theaters you went to were in bumfuck Pennsylvania and bumfuck New York. Where are those even at? Knoxville, Tennessee. New York City. The two places I go. (laughs) (laughs) All over the world, baby. All over the world, baby. No, we had, um, several of our, our regals were just made in old barns. It's not all of the movie theaters in Knoxville, at least. I've never seen that before. It's only one, and it's the one at our biggest mall, and it's called the Cinnabar, and they have waiters come bring you food and drink. Well, this sounds like its own thing. I, if anyone from Knoxville, Tennessee is listening to this, I'm so sorry. I hate the Cinnabar. The Cinnabar is my mortal enemy, and every time I go home... My parents have date nights at the Cinnabar, but when I go home, if we want to see a movie, they have to not go to the Cinnabar because I hate the Cinnabar so much. Why? Because everyone's talking- You're watching a movie and why stuff going on that's not the movie? No, because everyone's talking. They think it's like their fucking home theater and like their waiters are walking around the whole time. You don't want people to ask you if you want like more of your drink in the middle of a movie. Like people are paying attention to something that isn't the movie, which sounds really snobby of me, but it really is distracting to have, because once people have food and drink- they get to a place of comfort where they're like, oh, like, I'm in my house. Because that's what we expect movies to be now, is like, in the, I have had many wines. This is how my aunt and my mother acted uh, at Spongebob the Musical. They <laughs> yelled at because they were openly having a full conversation at this Broadway musical. That's what I'm from. That's where I grew up. That's what I know. Okay. I, I need to, I, can I, I, can I ask you a question? What? I know you didn't because I know we had the same plot, but did you did you consider reading the Wikipedia plot synopsis of Lightyear before we went to see it? No. <laughs> you wanted to be fully surprised. If I had what I had left sobbing. Well, hold on. So here's the thing. I'm going to look through. I don't think I would have gone. If I had read any, which it's not in the plot. I've it's not in it. the plot I've synopsis. I've looked for it. So, it's not there. So it wouldn't have changed anything. This I is want, not fair. I want to start this podcast with you explaining why you left well hold on first why you left the theater crying and why why, i left the theater the movie was over and why you were sobbing for the last 45 minutes of this movie i just when we just watched it again i had seen nothing past the point where this movie takes a fucking wild ass turn (laughs) okay i don't think i'm insane here because so what happens is that we get like another little version of socks the cat and then it's just like, he's like, don't you want any of this cool technology? And Buzz is like, all I need is you, bud. And then he gets stepped on. <laughs> I just ran to the bathroom to avoid this scene, but I know the dialogue. I remember this distinctly. I started crying and waiting for him to come back, and he didn't, and I cried for the rest of the movie. I <laughs> I was in shock. I'm wearing cat ear headphones right now. I, 
I fostered kittens. I fostered well, kittens. Well, don't talk about dead kittens. I'm not. I'm just saying. I just want to add some con. It doesn't explain it. It just <laughs> contextualizes it. <laughs> it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. I just love. I love cats. Yeah. Even robot cats in a that weird have level. Half their face burned off. Well, because the whole he's like a little cat. The whole thing is how adorable and wonderful he is. You did spend most of our rewatch saying, "Look at him. He's so cute. He's he so sits cute. like a little cat. He does." <laughs> Not to mention, also in this timeline, which I will, we can try to go through the plot. I, literally, okay. I would love to if I could. I don't think I can. Uh, this is like Shark Boy and Lava Girl to me. So explain that. <laughs> I could not. I have seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl upwards of twenty five times. Mm-hmm. I could not confidently give you the order of events. Yeah, you could still give like the general plot. I know though. where they generally go. But I cannot give you when they went to the Snow Princess, when they first failed going to the Snow Princess and then succeeded da, afterwards. Da, da, close your eyes. Da, 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 da. Dream, 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 yeah, yeah, dream, that. dream. And to be clear, that movie was written by a four-year-old. Also, that movie's flawless. That movie's flawless. There's That's not a, a single flaw in that movie. I feel like another one of these bonus episodes. Can be shark, shark boy and lava girl. girl. It's fine with me. I, 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 I have no issues with the movie. For some reason, I, the plot does not work. I don't know. Oh, I guess we should talk about this. Lightyear. But I guess there's more context to why we're not obsessed with this movie, but obsessed with this movie. We, at one point, had a... Which, if you've listened to the When Harry Met Sally episode, which... which we're releasing tomorrow which, as of this recording. Which, as of this recording, we're releasing tomorrow. We once had a, I think... Four hour long phone yes. call. Where the first 10 minutes was the subject of a phone call, and then the rest of it was just us laughing Shit, our asses Lightyear. off about Lightyear. Because here's my thing the first stills they released from Lightyear were so unnerving funny. because Buzz was hot. But also hot in a way that he his would have bullied me in high school. His face. He looks like he would have gone to University of Tennessee and majored in supply chain management, but that doesn't make him less hot. His chin takes up. Half of his face. And the old version of him, for some reason, his chin takes up more of his face. <laughs> so what I... The toy version of Buzz Lightyear has a little swirly for a yes, beard. Yes, he does. They did not put that on the actual yeah. human version of Buzz Lightyear. So the movie Lightyear... <laughs> yeah, I want you to explain this. And if you watch it, every interview they have a slightly different thing that they're saying. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's 100% clear. Taika definitely does Taika not. has no idea what's happening. And for reference, I'm currently wearing a shirt that has three different Taika Waititi faces on it. And Natalie is wearing a shirt that says werewolves, not swearwolves, with Reese Darby's face on it. Drawn. You understand where we're coming at this movie from, both as... People who memed this movie months before it came so out. Hard. And to the point where we moved here, the movie hadn't come out. And there was a billboard, billboard. by our apartment that had just his face. John, it was like, it was specially cut. It had like, <laughs> so that his head went over the billboard itself. And we would drive past it every single day. Hello, sir. And we would say, hello, sir. Hello, sir. Give a little nod as if, it's like um, the people who work at Pirates of the Caribbean in right. Disney World. They have to go in each day and say, hello, George. Otherwise a ghost will haunt them for the entirety of the day. That was us. Happening either way. (laughs) That was us. We would if we did not say hello, sir, to the Lightyear billboard outside our apartment. Apartment. Our apartment. Apartment. Um, we would die. When we left, we both have OCD, by the way. (laughs) When we left, and it had been replaced, (laughs) Natalie almost cried with the Thor Love and Thunder (laughs) billboard. I was. It was shocking. I wonder what it 
it is now. Is it it's still- got to have changed. It's we haven't have passed it in a minute. I know. We always go the other way. The movie Lightyear. <laughs> it follows. So it follows the story of Buzz Lightyear. However, the the existence of this movie is that hypothetically in this world, mm-hmm. this would have been the movie that Andy in Toy Story before the events of Toy Story saw. Yes. Possibly during the events of Toy Story, because he gets into Buzz Lightyear during it. it. Yeah, like right after he the saw this movie and went, "This is the best movie in 1995," and became obsessed with it. So this is supposed to exist as a, and it's a fictional story entirely. So they're not implying that Buzz Lightyear was a real person ever. No, they're not saying he's like Buzz Aldrin of right. the Toy Story universe. It right. is so all of the creators, and this movie was directed by Angus McLean, who had previously co-directed Finding Dory. And had done like other kind of like story Fringe Pixar s- storyboard and character design and you know kind of all of that stuff with Pixar. This was his first one that he wrote and fully directed. He wrote it and directed it. So and, and um actually sorry, let me double check that. He's gonna double double check that. It was co-written by Angus McLean and directed by him. Who else wrote it? I need to know who's responsible. So the for screenplay this. was by Jason Headley and Angus McLean. The story by Angus McLean, Jason Headley, and Matthew Aldrich. Aldrich, Buzz, Alt, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> I wish that they had just said this was a real person in the Toy Story universe. It would have raised fewer questions. Yeah. Because setting, I think the big thing is that they're implying that this movie came out before anything else. Right. And they give us a year. This movie, as it is, minus that weird beginning thing, I don't think Andy went and saw... Andy saw a movie in 1995. Ten-year-old Andy in 1995 was sitting in a theater. And it just says, in 1995, a ten-year-old Andy saw this movie in theaters. He went, I'm Andy. And Andy started having an existential crisis right then and there. And then it said, this is that movie. And he's like, oh, okay, good. I didn't know if they were just telling me in general. I'm not not behind. I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm not just generally going to watch a movie this year. Before I turn 11. <laughs> Which he then turns 11, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if it says that he's 10 years old. I just keep saying I that. just know that he was. In my soul. Yeah. This movie raises several questions for me. <laughs> and we'll go over all of them. Don't worry, we will get into it. The, <laughs> the concept of this movie having been just released as a movie is insane to me. Yeah. That, that was the first thing you said. Within 10 minutes of the movie, you were like, imagine watching this in theaters. Not... Right. knowing who Buzz Lightyear is. Like, if you had gone into Dune, and they were like, this is where we're doing. So, unfortunately, that is what Dune does. But it's Timothy Chalamet. But it's Timothy Chalamet, so it's okay. But Dune does world building, I'm sure. I need to believe that it does, because they're making a second <laughs> one. Fine. They throw you into it, but in, like, a, a very Right, well, like, I, don't think, I don't think Star Wars starts with, like, in... Well, they do start with in the beginning. They, they, they actively s- start with text... <laughs> Exposition. Explaining where, where you are. But there's world building. We do not get a world in this. We are just following right. him. Yes. They land on this this planet. We're not given why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's him and Hawthorne, who's his partner, mm-hmm. or just friend, who's there. Maybe they explore each other's bodies, but also she at least likes women. I don't know if she's we bisexual she or just lesbian. And that's something everyone freaked out about. He don't worry, we'll get to it. He doesn't seem shocked that she's into women. No. So either she's very open about it or she's just a straight up lesbian. Well, and then he's also not at all shocked that she's pregnant. And I was. Just because I have questions. <laughs> I think two questions might have been asked. <laughs> they go to this island. Not island. <laughs> fucking planet. What? <laughs> what is a planet if not a space island? You know what? I'm going to give that one I to you. I want to also add just the fact about me that I'm terrified of space. They're on this this planet. Bill Hader is in the smallest <laughs> world. 
I don't understand why there's okay. a, a rookie dude. He has, I think, I would say, if I were to like guess confidently, eight lines. So Buzz Lightyear That's generous. is on this new planet seeing if it's habitable. Apparently right. the planet is called Takani Prime. Yes. And is there like another Takani? I don't know. <laughs> is, is there a Takani minimum? A Takani like sub, sub? A free sub, version? Yeah. <laughs> He's there with Alicia Hawthorne, who I guess they went through like... Training together? So what they're... They are space rangers. We are and not told where they're coming from. Also, my issue is we're never told what a space ranger does. No. All we see them do is walk around and like... It's just, I mean, really what Hawthorne, what Alicia's doing is just making fun of him the whole time. Which, fair. Which I was too. I? I'm not a space ranger. I don't know what their job is. My number one. Why only send two people? (laughs) Well, they send a third and it's the new recruit. Right, the rookie. Feathering Hamstand. Feathering Hamstand. Feather. (laughs) Feathering Hamstand. 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 Feathering Hamstand. Feathering Hempston. Feathering Hempston. Who is voiced by Bill Hader. For some fucking reason. Which you said, and I like laughed, and I listened, I was like, no, that sure is Bill Hader. Was he just like walking by the building, and they're like, oh my god, Bill. And so like, it opens with him doing his fucking monologuing that he does in Toy Story, or at least the toy version of him does in Toy Story. Which Which I'm assuming is, that's that's the issue it brings up too, is... It requires prior knowledge. Why does Buzz have a Spanish mode? I need to know why he had a complete Spanish mode. I, th- I think it was more... Um, a plot-based w- thing? I know, but I'm No, like- no, no. I, don't, I think it was more manufacturing-based and not referring to the original character. I think yeah, was- but you don't see that in manufacturing. No. Toys have a, this a free a di- this and a full is, version. This is a different world we're talking about where both Star Wars came out and this movie came out and was not absolutely lambasted for just, for just copying completely Star Wars. copying Star Wars. This, and so <laughs> they're trying to figure this out. It really doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't work. They're like, no, because whatever they're doing is nothing. They're just seeing like if it's inhabitable. And um, they very quickly draw the conclusion it's not. Like when Kraken arms. They're walking around. Coming out There's of the ground. ground. That seems inhabitable. And so they're like, this is uninhabitable. There's a shit ton of vines monsters and vines. And bugs. We have those here. <laughs> vines and bugs. <laughs> And they're like, okay, we're leaving. Does, is it, that means that their definition of inhabitable is exactly like Earth. Yeah. Or. That's the real message of this movie, is the real inhabitable planet is Earth. All moms go to Mars, or whatever the hell it is. What? (laughs) What Mars needs moms. Mars needs moms. (laughs) You're thinking of all dogs go to heaven. heaven. Not all moms go to Mars. (laughs) It's obscene to me to think they would have used that. Why would all moms go to Mars? Because Mars needs moms. It's a supply and demand situation. (laughs) All moms go there because they have such a demand that exceeds the supply. I think that's the plot of the movie. I've not seen Mars Needs Moms. I'm just going to ask you to top this off since I know I'm going to... I'll make so much noise if I do it. It's Thank okay. you. But the reason they don't get a, a... Although, here's the thing. is They make it seem like the ship gets ruined or whatever because he goes back to save the recruit. But... The, the ship, ship only, started sinking. The ship only gets ruined because he doesn't get it at a right enough angle to go over a cliff. So it's not the recruit's fault. And the ship starts sinking. That's why they run back to it. Mm-hmm. That had nothing to do with anyone. Yeah. They do that. He tries to. He goes back and saves the rookie. I thought they were going to straight up kill that rookie, and I was fine with it. <laughs> we were watching this in theaters, and I feel bad for whoever was in the North Hollywood Regal. Guys, I'm sorry. We Behind or in front I, of us. <laughs> 
audibly gasped when he pulled out a pistol. Buzz has a gun. And they didn't Buzz give the toy a gun. a gun. They did. They Buzz has a gun, and they did not a gun that is used pretty frequently. Alicia mm. has one too. He did not get a gun. <laughs> they did not give the toy a gun. So can we just because we're talking about the toy? No weapons were included with the toy. Although I will say, Woody also doesn't have a gun. Even though I think he's shown with a gun maybe in the cartoon. Wait, but that's more of a. Do you think that's an Andy decision more than a manufacturing no, no, no. I, decision? I, the way I've always viewed Woody has a gun holster but no gun, and so at least. It's consistent in the world of Toy Story My understanding that the toys wouldn't have guns. was that Woody was an incomplete set. It's never and, fully... And the sh- that the show used, <laughs> like, puppets, right? Mm-hmm. It was... Like, the way I it is a little different in that the toy existed uh, eponymously with the show. Mm-hmm. Versus this was a toy based on the show. The movie. This was a right. movie first... Became right. a thing versus with the Woody and the fucking pals or whatever. Like it's like Woody's Roundup, a little similar. Like I, I don't know if they ever made like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood toys, but like well, you yeah, see them yeah. themselves, and I'm sure that they're very similar because you're fair. given everything that's there. But while we're on the subject of the physical toy, yes, I feel like we have to answer number one. That's of, my thing is I'm like I don't know if we go plot wise or just like point by point. I think do we, we have do to go, the ways that it differentiates from the toy and then the plot of the movie. I think we go through the plot and then bring up questions that we had, and I think this is a good first one to bring up because this is a question we had before the movie came out, right? Which is why is the only character in this movie that has a toy the white man? <laughs> they put this movie out here and made I. I count the rookie, and I think I saw one other white person with lines. Everyone else is of color. Darby is unclear. Their name is Darby Steele, and the voice actor, Dale Souls, is white. Right, but the voice actors for every character in Avatar The Last Airbender were white. Okay, but, like, that was a different time. Well, no, this was 1995. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get there. Okay. Well, I mean, a different time. The Big Mouth thing was pretty recent. It was. Um, That's not crazy. But this was post the Big Mouth thing. Like, this was post, at least the casting of it would have been post all of that shit. Right. Um, I don't know. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, Buzz is the only white guy. I understand that for now, they were like, we need to include people of color because this is like exclusive. (laughs) However, the narrative they have now given me is that no one else got a toy because we see aisle after aisle of Buzz in toy. Toy Story Two. We see so many fucking Buzz Lightyear toys. The same toy. I- we see wall after wall of this. And even I will say, we do see a we see a Zerg toy. Do we see a row of Zerg toys? I think, I feel like we might. Yes, I'm gonna say that with like soft conference. Soft conference. I do just want to like make it clear. Um, Socks is also canonically a person of color. Really, his voice actor is Korean. I buy it. Yeah? Asian people wear robots a lot. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oof. <laughs> His voice actor is Steven Yun, and that's why he dies in the movie. What? No, um, just because I'm on the, um, the, the point of Peter Sohn, and I don't think I'm going to get there again, um, Peter Sohn voiced Emil in Ratatouille and Squishy in Monsters University. Emil, the name. The brother rat. He did not voice a meal. <laughs> <laughs> the ratatouille went, boy, this is crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would they name him that? The ratatouille was not sentient in ratatouille. <laughs> you didn't say the ratatouille. You didn't say it was a titular a meal. A singular meal. <laughs> I don't know. 
Wait, a pizza has a mouth. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, we're being told that no one got a toy and that the cat didn't get a toy. In what world would the cat not have gotten a toy? Which we are currently living in a world where this movie has been released and the main toy is the cat. Of course. Who wants Buzz is the, the worst character. Buzz. Because they released original toys mm. for Toy Story. This is like hot Buzz, I think. Hot the problem Buzz. is, is that Buzz is the least likable character in this movie. I don't find any characters very likable except for Socks. I raise you one. And it is Mo Morrison. Okay. Is what? his name Mo? <laughs> or is that short for Morrison? <laughs> That's my joke, you fucking bitch. I can't stop thinking about it. Because <laughs> when it's in the credits, it is only M.O. So it's not like it's, I, well, I don't even, okay, they're like, we're stuck on this fucking planet. No one's really sweating about it that much, but Buzz is like, I'm responsible for this. He chains himself up with a pair of color-coded, like, color-matching <laughs> handcuffs. You were really stuck on the color-coded handcuffs. Why? And, because they were half, one, one was purple and white, and one was, like, they weren't even, like, kidding. And like, then your second question was, why green and purple? I don't know why that would have any benefit to anyone in any form of mission. <laughs> At least with Ash, like, why would you paint it? It's like, why put the extra effort into making it colored? Style. They care about style. It's not flying, it's falling with style. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, we're stuck here. Buzz is like, no, we won't be. Everyone else So is. I'm gonna do this, and so... My problem is that they... And, like, I understand... You have one problem. My singular problem I have one issue with this otherwise flawless movie. Is that they really throw us into this world. And you're right. There's no world building to be had. And there's a way to do that gracefully. And I don't think this necessarily did that. Where they're like, no, our hyperspeed juice is out. And I was like... Okay. Yeah, this isn't a situation where it's like every Batman movie, we don't need to keep seeing how he became Batman. Right. We figured that out. And yet every movie divert, like they have a whole well, scene of him becoming Batman. And even Star Wars, they don't explain like, you know, high, I'm going to say Star Wars things wrong, but they don't necessarily explain all of the things, but you can write a script in a way where the audience will at least understand what's happening. What's happening. And so all we know is that they're on this planet, they want to get off, but (laughs) all of their energy comes from... A crystal. But a crystal that's, like, created through liquid? It's, like, a certain... It's a certain amount. It's almost like an online game in that they have to to find the right combination. The right, like, ratio. Three things, I believe. Three or four. Three or four. So permutation-wise, they could have figured that out pretty quickly with some automation. And you know who figures it out? Socks. Socks the cat. Yeah, and you know who else figures it out? The other version of Socks. <laughs> Except for he got stepped on. <laughs> this is a pro Socks the cat podcast. This is a pro Socks the cat podcast. They do their thing. Everyone's like, well, whoops. Uh, Diaz is someone we meet briefly. Yeah, Diaz isn't really given much of a character. He's just a little guy. He kind of reminds me of Guillermo. He reminds me of Guillermo from what we do in the shadows. What? The voice of Diaz was Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite? Why was anyone in this movie? The voice of Diaz? He had what? (laughs) Five lines? Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite? Who was the voice of the commander? Give me one sec. 
second. Isaiah is Whitlock sung as well, or oh. Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who was in The Wire. <laughs> he was also in films such as Goodfellas, The Old Man and the Gun, television series including The Good Cop and Veep. He should not have been in this movie, and several roles across installments of the Law and Order franchise. I don't know what this what the voice actor for Darby was doing, but I'm starting to feel like the person with the most time on their hands was Chris Evans. <laughs> um, the voice actor for Darby was in Orange is the New Black. Because we know that um, Kiki Palmer would have been working on probably, or getting ready to Jordan Peele's Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope. Taika was, had a gun to his head being forced <laughs> to continue in this, the uh, Marvel Universe. <laughs> Again, the voice of Socks is someone who I think just works with every Pixar movie. That's fine. I love that for him. And the voice of Zerg is James Brolin. Okay. His son is Josh Brolin, who is Thanos. Thanos in the Avengers. In the Avengers universe, in the MCU. James Brolin is married, <laughs> and this matters to me and only me. James Brolin is married to Barbara Streisand. What? <laughs> Which means that Barbara Streisand... Knew this was happening. ...has at least 75% canonically seen this movie. She knows pretty much... She is aware of the point of the plot where it all goes to hell. Which is so connected we, to James Brolin. Yeah, we go through, we're like, oh, what the... And Buzz is like, I'm gonna go fly. And they're like, cool, love it. And then he comes back and Diaz has a beard. <laughs> And that's the first clue that something's wrong. The whole, like the first, what, 30 minutes, 20 minutes? Yeah, is he's trying to reach hyperspeed, he can't. Why they need to reach hyperspeed is unclear to me. Apparently that's the only reason, the only, only way, way to they get can out. leave this planet? He left the planet. We saw him get off the planet. Yeah, like, do we need hyperspeed? To, to get to another planet? They don't know that. <laughs> we just know where all the planets are now. <laughs> Was this the last planet? Was this the, like, are we done? <laughs> Are we was, going back to Mars with all the moms? Because Alicia keeps being like, I wish we could be space rangers again. What is there? What else is there to rage? Why, Alicia? All I saw you do was cut a vine and make fun of Buzz Lightyear. How much else is there to range? What range are you in? <laughs> but well, I wish I could be a space ranger. But he, in between each each round, he kind of for indeterminate amount of time ends up going forward so in time. So according to the Wikipedia synopsis... Every minute is like a year. This says, with every test, four more years pass onto Connie Prime until eventually over 62 years have passed, which means 15.5 times. So he, how did he do it half a time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that caught on Mike. <laughs> you explain to me right now how he did half a time. It's fine. Um... Unless maybe he did 15 and then there was just like those two years of just him getting in the car and driving oh, just back. Just him sitting in complete like nothingness and depression. Yeah. Be like, my friend died. Not even yet. He's just sad the whole, they like are in silence when they drive home. I'm like, dude, first of all, why is there a drive? <laughs> but Where are you going? The first time he comes back. Diaz has a beard. <laughs> Diaz has a beard and he is given socks. The robotic cat. The robotic who cat. is given to him to like um make his readjustment to the planet better? It's weird because we see later that Stocks was programmed specifically by Alicia mm-hmm. for him. Yes. But we also get the impression with Socks that he is a standard issue of some kind. <laughs> and then they come to put him down, because that's a plot point in this movie. <laughs> And, like, they're not, like, we're here to put down that weird-ass cat. They, like, have a thing for it. They're, like, we're here to put down, we're here to get rid of whatever. They're, like, it's kind of ambiguous. Yeah, he gets socks. Socks are like, I can make whale noises. 
exactly what it was. <laughs> that was the exact quote. And he's like, how can I help you? And Buzz is like, you know what, bitch-ass cat? Why don't you... He's really mean to He's Sox really mean first. to the cat, which is a gift from his only friend. The only person I've seen, other than Diaz and bearded Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Two different people, as it's, far as I'm we, concerned. That's actually, he never changed time. They were fucking with him the whole time. Because as far as I'm concerned... As soon as you grow a beard, you're a different person. And then he became white-haired beard and haired Diaz, and that's a third And then he became dead Diaz. Hypothetically. I guess we don't canonically know. know. For all we know, they lived to be really old, and Alicia was just shot. (laughs) Wait. Then why was she in the hospital? Because she got shot. (laughs) So she was shot, and then had enough time to, in the hospital, record? Well, like, they they were like, oh, you were shot. It punctured, like, a lung or something. You're gonna die, and we're not gonna help you. I feel like... You don't know the healthcare system on Takani Prime. That is very fair. (laughs) Because the world of this movie is not built. So they're doing that, and in between... And it's a shame, because this is actually very beautiful. It's a very... It's very reminiscent of, like, the up. Is when people say the first ten minutes of up. It's a very nice dialogue-less, for the most part, um, sequence montage of... Buzz going and coming back, and Alicia is slightly older each time. Again, Alicia, as far as we know, is the only friend he has. I, we don't see him speak to anyone else except for Diaz. And Beard Diaz. And white-haired Diaz. He doesn't even talk to, he just is standing impatiently <laughs> behind because he's taking too long to go down the stairs. And so what happens in that montage, montage. is that um, Alicia Hawthorne gets engaged. Yes. To Kiko. Which he doesn't notice the ring until they are fully back, and he goes, What's that? And when she holds it's a giant ass ring it's on her hand. Thick it's ring. thick. I don't it was and I don't think I think that just the model of it was a little weird or something. Good for Kiko. Good for Kiko, I think. So she gets engaged. She's like, Yeah, Kiko, she's on the science crew. To which I went out loud, isn't everyone the science crew? <laughs> which I guess who is in marketing? <laughs> Who's on the development team? Who is on the social media team for this Space Ranger program? Are there any influencers for the Space Ranger program? Who is on the influencer team, which is a thing at my job, where they just manage the influencers? <laughs> but um, there's also this weird detail that never fully gets talked about. I guess they were the Space Rangers were looking for another habitable planet. And they were like, this one won't work. Well, because they have like a hundred different workers or something frozen in like a cryogenic chamber. Right. Like we see... Buzz like come out well, we and like see Buzz and, and so do, I guess are we to believe that they went back in and let everyone out? I think so. Once they were like we're gonna be here for a while, I guess they just let everyone out. So I, I think the reasoning here is that if they hadn't gotten stuck there, they would not have unfrozen Kiko from the science team. But they eventually were gonna. Yeah. Meets Kiko. I softly, I, I first went, isn't her, her partner Asian? And then I softly, right before she said the name, <laughs> went, oh, it's Kiko. And she went, her name's Kiko. And I was like, that's what I thought. On the science team. On the science crew. I'm so sorry. On the science crew. Which I then like to think that they had each person organized by the team they were on when they were frozen in their pots. <laughs> which, science is a very broad... broad space team, yes. <laughs> Just science? What does that mean? Space Rangers hire me for the marketing and influencer what team. What is Diaz on? Just like the, the engineering PR? management? I think, like, I think he's on HR. They like have this back and forth of every right. time he comes back. Things are happening. She's we, older. She's she, engaged. And then she's... Has a baby. Has she's a baby. Pre- and she's 
First, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Which, look, there are definitely ways for absolutely women, you know, women people with vaginas to, and uteri. Yeah, like women love women couples to have, you know, children um, biological with, children without it being however traditional penetrative sex. Generally, there's a question. I want to make it clear that this was a movie that 10-year-old Andy watched without any questions. In 95. In 1995. And we know Kiko's a woman. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're like, oh, maybe Kiko's a guy. Interesting. No, Kiko's definitively a woman. And I just want to know who on this science team donated their sperm to Alicia Hawthorne. Or have they developed the ability to make a baby clones. out of two eggs? Isn't yeah. that a thing they're working on right now? It's like bone marrow from a woman. Which can... they're not even close to now. I don't think in 95 they would have been like, this will be the future. Or because when we see Alicia Hawthorne's son later, he doesn't look necessarily mixed He looks race. a lot like her. He looks a lot like her. And then Izzy. Is the same model. We see, find later is basically the same animation model, but a little bit of tweaks. Because in my head, I also went, well, so does that mean that she would be an eighth Asian. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Because I don't know why. The The way that makes the most sense to me is that either Kiko is trans and they went about it that way or <laughs> that they figured out egg, egg. Or she found... I feel like that's a lot. A man. That's a lot for a... Also a on the crew. 95 movie for a small child. That is. That is... That is, you know, plot point number one. That That's like, a thing that they throw in here. Objectively, not that I'm saying this shouldn't have, like, this wouldn't have happened in 1995, like, um, realistically, but right. in Hollywood movies of 1995, no. No. <laughs> no. And I know they weren't making this being like, oh, like, what if this came out in 1995? But they were. Let us at least get to the point of okay. contention, which is the lesbian kiss. Yes. I was furious in the theater when I saw it. It is the <laughs> fastest, chastest, driest little kiss. Not even a romantic one. It's like a celebration kiss, briefly in the doorway, with a character we haven't heard speak. Her name's just Kiko. And a character who we soon stop hearing speak because she dies. <laughs> and people were up in arms. Because we were talking about it at that point that was like the thing we were talking about is they were like the lesbian scene has been re-added. And I had been like, who in this group of people is lesbians? <laughs> and I was sitting there because I think they initially said same sex, which mm-hmm. to me immediately read lesbian because they would have said gay. For the six months we were talking about this movie until it came out, we were hypothesizing over who the same sex kiss was going to be. I really thought it was going to be Mo and Buzz. <laughs> I was confident it was going to be like one of those things where they're like, I'm so excited I could kiss you. And then Mo kisses him and is like, whoops. Yeah. And they're like, let's move on. Fucking weird. Or like, um, it's either The Last Jedi or um, Rise of Skywalker. Where it was that, like a pathetic. Where it was literally in the background where they yeah. were not the focus of the shot. Um, and look, it is the focus of the shot, but it's not to even s- a shot. Not to sound like Taika Waititi on every interview he has ever, where he's like, "This shouldn't be a talking point." It. I, I was mad in a way. Like I wasn't even mad when they're like, "We're cutting the zooms." I was like, "Okay." Like it's. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm just like. I'm slightly disappointed. I'm not surprised. Of course, people freaked out about mm-hmm. it. 
And then also we were talking like, well, if they were able to cut it, it has to not be plot based. Yeah. But and all, it wasn't. We, all we had was the picture of the four people with Mo, Darby, Izzy, Izzy, and, and Buzz. Mo. Oh, yes. Yeah, Mo was first. Of sorry. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, I'm sorry. So is Kiki Palmer going to fall in love with this old lady? <laughs> Like what? What permutation is this? If not, Buzz and I was like, but there's no way they would have just casually given the main character like a gay kiss because giving Buzz Lightyear a gay subplot it just changes so many things. Uh, it really it, makes Toy Story two offensive, doesn't it? It gives all three Toy Story movies honestly attention that I enjoy. Attention. I, I'm sorry, that tension's sorry. there. We don't uh, yeah. know. The toy, I think, might be bisexual. Buzz and Woody have sexual tension. And I'm going to say it right here. They've exploited each other's bodies. They, the, to what extent they're able to? Ten minutes into re-watching this movie, I suddenly got struck with the creators of this movie were like, oh, this is this um, universe's Star Wars, which we'll get into we will in get a little bit. That. That's not, there had to have been a Star Wars. There was already a Star Wars, but... I think because Andy, in our mind, is animated and this movie is animated, I do believe that in the Toy Story canon, Andy would have been watching a live action Even movie. more like Star Wars. Or is Star Wars animated? <laughs> <laughs> is everything animated? Is everything that we consider live action actually animated to them? So I was like, okay, so this movie came out in 1995. The first thing I thought of, this movie was probably produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes. Because the mid to late 90s was his prime. Right. That is when he was like his most powerful into like the early aughts. But like mm -hmm. this would have been directed by Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. Who is not. Famously not a woman. Not a woman. Does not play Ripley in Alien. <laughs> and is not. Alice um, Ripley from Next to Normal. We don't have mini games this episode, but the vague mini game ish thing I thought of during this was who was playing these roles? Right. The only VO actors would have been Socks and like technically the robots. So I tried to figure out who would have vaguely played these roles. So in racially, did you try to say? I tried to say racially. With Mo, it's hard because I don't. I do not. He is voiced by Taika, who is of uh, Indigenous New Zealand. Maori, Ma Maori descent. descent. I don't think the character is. And despite the fact that he has a New Zealand accent, that's just because he played by Taika. That means nothing. If I'm being very honest, like in 1995, that, that's the other thing that makes this hard is that 1995 is a different time than 2022. Right. In that this diversity was not in movies. The first black Star Wars actor was 1980. Yes. And this is... 30, 35 years-ish around, depending on, I'm not sure exactly when Star Trek had happened, mm. that we saw the first interracial kiss. Mm -hmm. And a black astronaut, a female black astronaut who was going to quit, and Martin Luther King himself, <laughs> Jr., sorry, was um, like, don't, we kind of need you. Star Trek premiered in 1966, so it would have been almost 30 years exactly. And we know, I don't even, does it, was this a first season thing that that happened, or was it a little bit in? It would have been a little bit William in. William Shatner had enough pull that he was like, you guys go fuck yourselves. Unfortunately. Most likely there would not have been any kind of, like, blackface, correct? No. No, no, no. No. The first actor I could find that would have been Chris Evans level popular uh -huh. in 1995, and, like, playing this kind of pretty boy, like, space... The first actor that came up was actually Tom Hanks. And that raises a lot of issues. Because that would mean I that, totally see it. That 
Again, it makes a lot of sense, but that would have meant that <laughs> Tom Hanks exists in the Toy Story universe, and then Woody just, just sounds like happens him. to sound like Tom Hanks. So I do have other options. Well, you know, maybe Tom Hanks exists in this universe. We don't know. Maybe he voices Woody in the show. IP is a tough crowd. I do not think that these battling properties would have lent him to both. Oh, so in this world, Lightyear and the Woody and Friends show are actively in battle. I mean, yeah. They're Similar pretty... to the toy. The toys are actually a representation of their <laughs> corporate battle. I have other options. One of them is Tom Cruise, which I think makes sense in the Top Gun era. Right. Um, where it's, again, like that type of like adventure, but still pretty boy type thing. Uh-huh. And then the third one, interestingly, is actually Alec Baldwin. Because 1995, I know, I know, I see you laughing and I know. This would have been six years after Beetlejuice, which Beetlejuice would have been his true, like, kind of first thing. I'm now learning Alec Baldwin was in Beetlejuice. What? <laughs> Is he Beetlejuice? No. Oh. That would have been around, Oh, like, yes, a sex symbol, Adam Maitland from Beetlejuice. <gasps> but it was that kind of pretty boy, like, this was around when he was starting to get into SNL, like... But I feel like I this would have been the prime of like, oh, this is going to be his breakout role. Like he hadn't necessarily had his breakout role yet, but this would be his breakout role. So Leonardo DiCaprio could not have been an option. This would have been three years before Titanic. I, f- I considered Leonardo DiCaprio, but I just feel like it's not the type of role he would play. Is Mark Hamill, he plays Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Was that his first role? Okay, he had done his s- first big role. He had done soap operas. Yeah. Because I'm curious if this would follow a similar Star Wars maybe. style. So Although maybe. this would have been after Star Wars was established. This would have been 20 years after Star Wars. This would have been a full 15 years after the first black actor in Star Wars. Because Star Wars came out in 75. Or, sorry, 77. So this would have, there would have been a precedent, I would say. Like a, a market for this already. Yes. So it would make sense for the Which, podcast. again... This movie would have gotten lambasted for copying Star Wars. Absolutely copying Star Wars. Because we know that it exists in the Star Wars universe. We know this exists. Sorry, in the Toy Story universe. The the Toy Story universe in which this is a movie, Star Wars also exists. Because in Toy Story 2, they act out the Luke, I am your father scene. Because this movie canonically says that Zerg is not Buzz's father. He actively goes, dad? And he goes, nope. They made that quite clear. So Even my- Buzz was confused. <laughs> but so, Chris Evans also didn't know where this plot was going. No, I don't. Literally, if you hear people talk about it, everyone has a slightly different answer. Mm-hmm. But so that would mean that the toys had to have seen Star Wars mm-hmm. and then acted it out because they had seen Star Wars, but not their own movies. That's my that's my hypothesis. That- or you're implying that that Zerg toy wrote Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, George. George Lucas is the Zerg toy? George, or, or this is a universe where Star Wars didn't exist, and just there was a really intelligent, sentient Zerg toy who was on really onto something, but couldn't do it because he was a toy. And neither option is good. <laughs> so continuing on. Mm-hmm. Izzy, who is... Actually, I should start with Alicia. Alicia Hawthorne. Alicia Hawthorne, who is um, Buzz's first friend. Yes. Only friend, from what we are clear on. Um, The actress, I think, would play... Alicia, for most of that first 30 minutes, is actually Angela Bassett. Okay. She would have been 30 around the time of 1995. 
And then something that you brought up, which I think is actually, I'm, I'm, I, I think Nichelle Nichols, rest in peace. She died very recently to yeah. the recording of this podcast. I think they would have had a cameo of either the final, like the final video she records for Buzz mm-hmm. would have been Nichelle Nichols. God, Nichelle it's, Nichols fucking rocked. She rocked. Anyway, I do think that especially in 1995, which would have been like 25, 30 years after Star Trek, they would have given like a little cameo to Nichelle Nichols. And I hope she would have gotten a lot of money for it. And I think it would have been like that little video that yeah. Alicia records for Buzz. To the, co- to the cat. <laughs> and the video she records for the cat. Yes. And so Izzy... Who is her granddaughter. Who is... Izzy Hawthorne. Yes. Who is Alicia's granddaughter. And we see her like briefly in like the video she records for Buzz, but for the most part of the movie, is voiced by Kiki Palmer. Who is about 25. 25 to like 28-ish. I was like thinking about it and I was thinking of like, you know, 1990s type thing. The first person I thought of was actually the girl who played Laura in Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kelly Shaney Williams. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But she was the main kind of teenage girl on Family Matters. And she probably would have been a bit young, but she would have been in one of the, like, most highly rated shows on television. Also, they wouldn't have cared about if she was 17. And yeah. Was Buzz Lightyear <laughs> she would have been about 19 or 20. When was Indiana Jones? 1984. Because Indiana Jones, I know, was a point where we were totally okay with the fact that Indiana Jones canonically slept with, like, a 14-year-old. Yeah. Like, I like to imagine that Andy has fine taste and Andy is not problematic. So I think this movie came out and, like, Izzy... A 10-year-old who was like, I want to say something bad. Izzy was at least 18. So right. my... my like, f- she could have easily been yes. under 22. Um, the other person I... Because I tried to get at least, like, two options for each person. Laws, but she was pretty good. The other option was Lauren Hill, who was a American rapper, singer, and actress in the 90s. She would have been about 20 when this movie came out. And so again, again, they probably would have been younger than what we think Izzy to be. But that's how Hollywood works, baby. Baby? That's how Hollywood works, baby. And she would have been a singer, so it would have been like a fun little stunt cast. Right. Anyway. Plus, I think... Lauren Hill looks especially similar to Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. if that is who we are casting as Alicia. So, <laughs> did you note that Mo could have been played by Taika Waititi? Okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> do you think I didn't do that? Considering the fact that I uh, we have unfortunately done some math, Reese Darby is older than my actual <laughs> father. And I know Taika is slightly younger than him, but still, I think he might also be older than my legitimate father. So a whole 23-year-old Taika Waititi would have existed. So, no, actually. Taika would have been 20 at the time of this release. Oh, never. No way. That couldn't work. He was born in 1975. He graduated college. He went to University of Wellington until 1997. So unfortunately, I don't think... Unless they pulled an Ethan Slater. <laughs> I don't think Taika would have played Mo because he not. wasn't super into acting. He was long. actively somewhere else. But he was still Taika. <laughs> he was Taika Cohen at the time. However, with Mo, I have two options. And this one was hard because again... Mo's age is completely ambiguous? Mo is Mo's age is ambiguous and, and race. Mo's race is ambiguous. And so I went with the two... Racially ambiguous actors of the 1990s. Fred Armisen. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, but no. 
The first one I found was Ben Kingsley because mm. he is Indian. He would have been about 50 when when this movie was released in 95. Mo could be 50. Mo could be any If you haven't seen Lightyear, I'm not recommending you go watch it. I'm just going to make clear, though, I have no idea how old Mo is. <laughs> but at this point, Ben Kingsley would have already won an Oscar for Gandhi in 1982. Okay. Would have been in Schindler's List in 1993. But then would have done like a bunch of Shakespeare things around 1995, 1996. So like given the current state, his schedule would have been a little old. If we are fine with a bit of a shorter Mo Morrison, the second person I found. Weren't all actors incredibly short back then? They currently are still. I know, but this person gives me especially short energy. John Leguizamo. Ooh. Was my second choice for Mo Morrison because he was born in 1960, so he would have been like 35. He would have just. Have... Now, I do have to raise you. He wouldn't play Diaz? I think he would have done Mo because at that point. He would have been a bigger. He would have been bigger. At that point, he would have been bigger and he would have been known as a comedic actor. He would I have think done Diaz is the hilarious. Super Mario Bros. movie in Why 1993. Why would you say this to me? <laughs> So he did the Super Mario's Bro Super Mario Bros movie in 1993, right. and I, I, that feels like the thing that would lead to playing Mo Morrison. This was one year before Leonardo DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. which John Leguizamo was also in. Yeah. So I feel like that would have been exactly the moment in his career where he'd be like this weird side character. John Leguizamo, my absolute favorite vocal performance in Encanto by far. John Leguizamo, my favorite Vassar commencement speaker, even though he didn't speak at my commencement. And I think that's... Oh no, Socks. Because I wasn't gonna write down Socks. Did you go with Betty White for Darby? (laughs) No, I did not actually. I went... With sorry, I'm gonna look this. I'm sorry. Up. Did he not even go to Vassar? No, his son goes. His son goes to Vassar. That, that's not how you speak at a college. <laughs> so when it came to playing Darby, who was an old woman, old woman, 1995, think. before like the 2000s, any woman over 50 was considered undesirable. We also have no context for how old is old in this world, right? And so I did go to the cast of Golden Girls, but I went to the oldest of the Golden Girls. Okay. And so that would have been Estelle Getty, because um, Golden Girls debuted in 1992, so it would have been right in the height of Golden Girls. So I do think they would have like pulled, especially because Darby is a smaller character, they would have pulled a smaller character from Golden Girls. Gotcha. I don't think they could get Betty White, <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest. But they were able to get Tom Hanks. Or Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Both are equal and I good. I don't know the 1995 budget of this hypothetical movie. I know. I've been sitting here thinking that. Like, I'm curious. What? <laughs> That's a lot. I'm trying to think of who I thought of for playing socks. One that you actually brought up that I thought was very fun was talking about the actors who would be canceled now mm-hmm. when Lightyear was actually released versus when Lightyear was hypothetically released. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Spacey would have actually voiced Socks in 1995. I I do. Like, if I'm being completely honest. I can buy it. He has done some voice acting. He would have been around. This movie, movie, they told us, 95. (laughs) Means that this movie came out before Me Too. This movie came out before a lot of child labor laws. This would have been the same year 
that Kevin Spacey was in the usual spus- the usual suspects. suspects for which he won an Academy Award. Okay, so yeah. So which is, is something that people do quite often, where they do one really bombing movie and then one really successful movie in one year. You're implying this movie would bomb? It sure bombed in 2022. I think it would be uh, a 11-year-old Steven Yeun. <laughs> the only Korean actor that's ever existed. And I respect I know and I say that sarcastically I know there is now more but Steven Yeun really was like the first <laughs> introduction of Asian people in a while my other options for voicing socks in 1995 unfortunately I do think Tim Allen would have voiced socks in 1995 because it's hard because Toy Story kind of reinvented like highbrow actors doing voice acting right and so, like, obviously I'm going to cast Tom Hanks and Tim Allen in this hypothetical movie because that's who the people in 1995, 1994 thought to cast in voice acting roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my my kind of secondary choices, what if Jim Carrey <laughs> voiced Socks the Cat? Probably would have. I feel like he would have. He would have. As, like, a little kind of, like, cameo other options Nicolas Cage (laughs) and then the most likely relating to our most recent episode Billy Crystal our most recent finish episode our most recent episode as time of um posting so socks is up in the air it could have been a lot of people but I feel like it's fun to think about what this movie would have been had it been released live action in 1995. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't think that he would be the right race for it because Calcifer is a flaming ball of mm-hmm. fire energy. Mm-hmm. Socks is not. And we all know Cri- <laughs> Billy Crystal is actually his race's flaming ball of fire. Billy Crystal canonically did blackface on the Oscars, so I don't think Canonically. He- <laughs> I don't really, <laughs> really get it. It's true. This is a slander. He did it like. Like, 2011, 2012, I would say. Yo, like, like, I I know we're talking about 95. Movie, this whole, this is so bad. Up until, like, 2015, it was a fucking free-for-all. Yeah. No, and I think that's kind of the interesting place to view this movie from. It's like, okay, so this canonically. 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 make it very clear. Came out in 1995. This movie wouldn't have come out in 1995. There is, I'm sorry, yeah, because I, like I said, this is where we first saw, we saw the first interracial kiss not too soon, not not too far before this. You're telling me that they would have a interracial kiss between two women of different non-white descent mm-hmm. in this 1995 movie for children. And Andy would have seen this and been like, fuck yeah. The animation in this movie is fantastic. <gasps> That's the thing. That's the only thing. Not the only thing. <laughs> you, you read to me that ev- basically everything else in this movie got great reviews except for the plot. So according to like this, basically Wikipedia page, this film received generally positive reviews from critics. What does that mean? More than 50%? With praise for animation and voice acting and general entertainment. Yeah. And criticism for its screenplay and plot. <laughs> Which I would argue are what makes a movie need to exist. Right. I, when we saw this in theaters, I genuinely was perfectly fine with this movie until it hit the third act. Until they were like, oh, Zerg is 
buzz. Until it totally went off the rails. It went off the rails. Because what happens is that, I don't know if we've already said this, Zerg is just buzz in a different timeline. It becomes a multiverse of madness. Right, because we see buzz goes back. It's like the world's kind of starting to get a little uh, military state, kind Mm -hmm. of a little suspicious. Then he goes forward more, and now it's like the full apocalypse. The entire world is trapped under a dome. We see our other three people who, if I, according to this plot, had like left the town to like do their little thing and then were locked out of the town. Because mm-hmm. we, there's nowhere else. That's only them. <laughs> and Derek. And then Buzz. Mm-hmm. And Buzz is supposed to be like too much, I guess, too much of a control freak. Like he's, oh, granted, these people are so fucking annoying and bad at what they do. Everyone in this movie is annoying and bad at their job. Except for Socks. Except for Socks and sometimes Mo Morrison. Mo Morrison saves this. Mo Morrison is responsible for them living a lot more than I thought he was. I I pointed that out after the first time he saves him because he saves Buzz from like the Zerg droids. By shooting it. When he first meets them. And then Mo Morrison is the reason that they get back to like their ship and are able to be safe at the end because he brings in his his pen. The way it resolves, it doesn't resolve. Because, okay, so then they're like, okay, we can, I guess, go back in time. It's completely unclear how this split. None of the mechanics in this movie make sense. Buzz is like, older Buzz is like, I broke time. I need an explanation. What do you mean? I think that is honestly my biggest criticism. Is the entirety of old Buzz. Of this movie is that the plot makes no sense. They could have afforded, I think, to not put Zerg in this. I truly thought that they were going to just have Zerg be Buzz's father. Because that would be the most obvious thing to do with the continuity of, like, Toy Story 2. I mean, or I could watch this and be like, I guess Zerg comes in in the next movie. Yeah. Like, it, if anything, it gives me more questions as to how this relates to Toy Story 2 in specific. Specifically. Because Toy Story 2... Fantastic movie. They act out, like, the entirety of the most iconic scheme. They famously say, like, Buzz, I am your father. Right. They So, like, they're like, okay. And Buzz, in that moment, has a change of heart. And is like, you know what? If I go back in time, Hawthorne can never meet her wife. My question, introduce her to her. Yeah. Because, obviously, she was on the crew. We know she's there. Whatever happened to create... Izzy, I don't get the sense was time sensitive. It seems like it was a science thing. I don't know that. So like that probably could have been resolved. Um, and it doesn't seem like society is in a great place. It seems pretty bad, honestly. It seems like they're doing poorly. Can you? <laughs> People are going to think you're abusing my cat. I'm not that abusing her cat. Aggressive. That did not need to happen. I'm not. <laughs> I'm we're so just, nice to her cat. We're lifting her a few inches higher than she wishes to be. <laughs> She wants to be at zero inches, and we're lifting her to, like, And five. yet, when she's at zero inches, she's like, meow, meow, meow. She seems to understand what Delaney's saying. I think I'm saying straight-up slurs. Anyway. And again, Buzz is like, you know what? Um, I've learned my lesson. Also, other Buzz <laughs> turns into a fucking murderous rant. So then that means that's in Buzz. That means that this Buzz Lightyear, given a slightly different shade of events, would become a fucking mass murderer. Because <laughs> that's how time works. Had he arrived I guess this a like, week earlier, he would have become a maniac. This is a nature versus nurture situation? 
Hypothetically? I don't know. And he's like, oh, you know what? Also, dude, why are you so fucking fishy the whole time? Mm-hmm. You're like, where's the pilot? Like, how about you're like, oh, hey, dude. Sup? It's me. You're me, too. We can talk about this. He's like, no one. Also, why is his head so big for his body? <laughs> dude, old Buzz. What happened? Uh, he struggled up like a little, little... Wait. He is so shriveled! But his head is bigger. He's so scrunkly. Scrunkly. He's... His head is so big on his tiny little arms. I guess he hasn't been working out. Right. Upon... And upon... Wait, so how many how many years did you say passed? Between when, the first mission and the second mission? When Buzz... Buzz's whole thing. 62. Okay. That's the amount of years that passed between, like, the first mission and Buzz finally getting to Izzy and Mo. Getting to Izzy and Mo. Yes. 62 so years. Does that mean that he did a four-year jump after Hawthorne died? Yes. I believe so. Well, that wouldn't work. That would make Izzy eight. He did a 22-year jump at the end. Because they reached hyperspeed yes. in the final jump. So I think. does that mean he only did 10 rounds of 40? Like, for 40 total and then a 22-year possibly i'm trying my main thing is the time makes no sense the time makes no sense and i'm trying to figure out a timeline where it's not implied that buzz would then fuck izzy have sex with izzy i think he did i think it's weird because she acts like a child the whole time despite the fact that she's 28 at least canonically at least 25 i don't think when we meet buzz and hawthorne they're 40 yeah they're like 32 max I would say, like, 25 to 30. Yeah. So, like, age-appropriate, I would say, for that to be happening. I'm surprised they didn't put in a romantic subplot I for would Izzy have been, and Buzz. It, it raises too many questions. There's too many questions. For sure. This, this movie raises so many more questions. <laughs> and they like, they're like, this movie, you know, I think it really helps us. Like, it teaches me nothing. Yeah. I'm confused. The time makes no sense. This mechanics make no sense. They try to murder that fucking cat. They come in. They're like, we got the order from from the headquarters. We're going to fucking put your cat down. Why? Why? So first of all, that that reeks of like some kind of conspiracy theory where they found out that he knows how to find the hyperspeed and then whatever. Right. That, or there's no personal property in this, this society and they can just show up and go, we're going to take this and murder it. And you have no say in it. This movie, the end of this reminds me of Wreck-It Ralph. And that what? I don't think Vanellope necessarily gets a happy ending in Wreck-It Ralph. She remembers everything. She is still surrounded by people who actively want to impeach her mm. and murder her. There's nothing put into place to prevent the events that have already happened to her happen again. No, yeah, I think you mentioned like halfway through the movie, it's like, oh, the whole point of this movie is that Bud's ends up being like, oh, I should just stay in the moment. I should appreciate and appreciate what I have. Everything but he's for a reason. actively living in a dystopian society. Right. It's not, I don't, it's like, they're trapped under a fucking dome. <laughs> like, that's a Stephen King novel! A la Simpsons movie. I want it to be very clear that in the end, they fight with Zerg. Everything is vague. How does Zerg move? I don't know. Zerg teleports. But they end up fighting with Zerg. And I'm they... still unclear. Does he just like, it's a suit that he just steps into? Yeah. Which he didn't make. We will add, Old Buzz also was like, I found this in the future. <laughs> and then went back in time. And now I'm here. <laughs> with my suit. But... And my cat is missing an eye. <laughs> well, not anymore, because that cat's dead. That cat's missing everything. 
I can't express that I sobbed from the moment that happened fully out to the parking lot in the car. I only stopped because I felt bad for you. And even then was still crying. And then texted my mom to verify with her that I wasn't insane. (laughs) She went, that's crazy. I'm like, the cat was so cute. And she's like, they killed it? I'm like, yes, they full on stepped on that fucking cat. (laughs) Regardless, he's like, I'm going to stay here. Despite the fact that he has liked no one he's interacted with. Yeah. He does not fit into the society. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, I don't think he fit into any society to begin with. He doesn't like. Plus kind of a dick. He doesn't like where they're at. Yeah. He doesn't like how his life is going. His, oh, the only person who put up with his shit, barely, because she didn't even invite him to his anniversary party, to her anniversary party. <laughs> we just see her step into her room to her happy 40th like, anniversary. Oops, I'm in an anniversary party. Uh, and he's like, and I'll go back to my room and eat dinner with that weird fucking cat you got me. Like, she doesn't even invite him in. Because she has a whole life. Because this is a guy who's just popping in and out every four years. That part of the movie is genuinely, like, a good representation of how it feels to feel like everyone around you is moving on faster than you are and you are the same person every time Mm -hmm. you see them. Beautiful. And then they start trying to split the timeline, which movies need to stop doing that in general. I feel like... I don't think time travel is done well in movies. I understand that they were like, oh, we can't have Zerg be Buzz's father We can, however, have the ship look exactly like the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. I feel like they could have easily figured out a way... For Zerg to be Buzz's father. Don't make a reveal. Just have Zerg be there. Yeah. We don't know who... Um, we don't know that Darth Vader is. I don't think the writers knew that Darth Vader was his father when they first did it. They didn't. I don't think they wrote incest into that on purpose. They objectively did not. Right. I understand why they made it, but I feel like it could have been made in a better way. Like, I understand movies that are made Money. for just pure profit, but are still good. I genuinely think... Cars 3 is a good movie. (laughs) But that's how I feel about Marvel. Where Marvel is made for profit, but the movies are enjoyable and they actually do put a decent... They're fun to watch in theaters. I do think it's like this movie had a fun idea. Right. And then just didn't execute it in the way that I think executes what it wanted to do. Right. I feel like there was a way to write this script and produce this movie that set up the character we know better and to set up the storyline we know better. Right. Because Toy Story, the whole plot of that is that the initial buzz that we get is the toy. Mm -hmm. So that first part. And so like we recognize that in the character. It's like they they couldn't... They they did almost like what remakes keep doing and drive me crazy. Yeah. Where they're like, we're gonna do like a Toy Story spinoff, but we don't want it to feel like a Toy Story movie. That's exactly what this did. But... is they were like, oh, we're going to make this Toy Story spinoff, but we don't want it to be what people expect. So we're not going to make Zerg right. Buzz's spot. I'm like, but this is what we expect. Which then creates this multi-dimensional thing where this movie is now canonically the storyline between Buzz and Zerg. Right. However, those two specific toys we see interact in Toy Story 2 the Buzz and the Zerg, right. have both individually seen Star Wars right. and decide to reenact the plot of Star Instead Wars. Instead of their actual movie. Instead of their actual movie. But the entire Lightyear movie ends with Buzz grabbing the hyperspace fuel and then exploding it right. to destroy Zerg. Not to mention, if this is a movie for... 10 year olds we're seeing star wars is very black and white in that there is a good guy and a bad guy that's my main thing is that 
if a 10 year old were to watch this movie this man versus self it's really about (laughs) buzz's acceptance of his own character and his own timeline his ability to make mistakes and live with them because if he doesn't he'll become bitter and resentful because his biggest thing is like no i don't trust recruits they make mistakes i don't he, he learns that he doesn't have to save people and andy is not able to understand this what six to ten year old is watching this movie and going i acknowledge this i would go to the movies when i was younger and i will i don't know movies now i think i had i probably was an average child watching movies I would go, I'd like play the claw machine, I'd go see the movie. My favorite movie until I was like 13 was Cheaper by the Dozen 2. So if you had <laughs> tried to introduce me to this concept of maybe things are better off without you, it's not clear enough. I It's like mm-hmm. weird because Buzz sucks, but he's also right for most of the movie. If I had watched this movie as a 10 year old, I would have been like, oh, I'm right in thinking that everyone around me is wrong. It'll just leave me with no friends. I If I had watched this movie as a 10 year old, I would have walked out and been like, that's crazy that I was dead. <laughs> that's what I would have done. That's absolutely what I would have done because that's a stupid plot. There's, there's a sort of self-awareness that makes watching a stupid movie enjoyable. Right. Anyway, Buzz returns to his fucking plane and goes, I want to stay. And the dick-ass commander's like, okay. He's like, you've done. I, I softly went, this is the speech from Mulan. We normally finish this with like, what did, what did you learn? We already did what we think our 10-year-old selves would have learned. I feel like- What would you tell your 10 year What would you tell your 10-year-old self? upon watching this movie to have taken away from this movie. I can't even say yourself when you were in 1995 because neither of us were born. No. So if I were 10 years old watching this movie, I would, it would be 2009. (laughs) I'd be like, Delaney, invest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Iron Man came out a year before this. Trust me. Trust me. You get an allowance each week. Invest that specifically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Chris Evans is about to blow the fuck up. What? You said 2009 this would be, roughly? Yeah, for us, yeah. I would tell my 10-year-old self as she walked out of this movie, the world's not going to end in 2012, Mm -hmm. so you can stop stressing out about that because I was young and had so I already had OCD in it. I was so afraid. That's fair. You don't have to worry about that. Um, I would say appreciate obama while you can oh he was so new in 2009 appreciate this period of time where the decisions are barely affecting you to your knowledge and you get to just enjoy having this like pretty chill attractive president and feeling good about yourself can i update my message to my 10 year old self yes you can so delaney you are 10 years old it is she's like i know that It's 2009. (laughs) She's like, who's this whore? I know. In 2010, Taika Waititi will premiere his show Radhi Radhira with Reese Darby and Jermaine Clement. Watch it. It'll benefit you later. Also in 2010, so like this is giving you some foresight. Also in 2010, he will release his film Boy at the Sundance Film Festival. If you can get into the Taika Waititi fandom right now... Your mom probably could have gotten 10-year-old you to the Sundance Film Festival. You're golden. You could be the new Rita Ora. Um, that's disturbing. 
to think of. Shut up. Um, All I know is that he could be with me now and it'd be legal. If we're now just giving advice to our 10-year-old self, um, I would say stop bringing Pokemon plush to school if you want people (laughs) to stop making fun of you in the bathroom. How old were we when we were 10? And I'd say save up more money for Webkins because all the popular girls have 1,200 Webkins on their desk and your parents won't buy them for you. So start babysitting. So mine was very similar. They were $14 a piece and that was a lot of money. In that I was going to be like, stop bringing your Webkins to school for show and tell because that's not going to make the other kids in class like you. That's hilarious. I would would tell my 10-year-old self, yo, keep writing your Harry Potter fan fiction. That's going to be money one day. It's pretty good. I'm going to very quickly run through the Wikipedia page to see if there's any movie facts I can find. Let's also agree. Would you agree? Taika did not want to do this movie. He did not. Taika, if you're listening to this. We know. We know. It is so funny. Um, The original marketing campaign was with David Bowie's Starman. Why? They didn't need any marketing for this. I don't know. David Bowie's Starman is a good song for this. Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> but you a know, star man. But you know what was bad marketing for this? Chris Evans's tweet saying His, this is not could, the toy. But can the you man. find the exact tweet? Yeah, I can. Because I all I remember distinctly is that what he said and what the director said are different. Also, that fucking hip pack. <laughs> yeah, talk about the fucking I was wings. watching it this whole time because I was like, we don't see his wings, which are a huge plot point in Toy Story. That he falls with style. Instead of flying, like a actual legitimate person, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, I found the tweet. Did you? Read it. First of all, the wings just come in in the third act. The wings for less than a minute. I think when they could have five seconds. When they could have been useful for ninety percent of the this movie. Is, they would. He is. He almost fell a few times and been like, "I'm gonna die." And I was like, "You actively have wings in your toy." They they could have given him like they could have given him wings and made a ref like a tongue in cheek reference to like oh I can fly and it's like that's not flying it's falling with style and people would have been like love it it's Toy Story it's familiar I know what this is and Zerg is gonna be his dad continue what's the tweet um so the tweet Verbatim. came with so December tenth twenty 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 so things were going on and chris evans went i know what I they released a teaser trailer confusing teaser trailer for lightyear and chris evans quote tweeted it and said i don't even have the words <laughs> and you then don't. subsequently replied to that original tweet With and said words. and just to be clear this isn't Bu- buzz lightyear the toy this is the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. So he implied that it was a real person. Yeah. <laughs> he implied that this is a real person who existed. Because then I was like, so are you telling me that Toy Story takes place in a post-alien apocalypse world? <laughs> or is this just going to be a very boring story about a legitimate astronaut? Ultimately, this movie did not perform great in I'm theaters. I'm shocked. It was so good. It was. We went to that theater. It was almost entirely empty except for It was us. competing against Jurassic World Dominion and Top Gun Maverick. Which and now Jurassic World Dominion, that's not the one that has no dinosaurs in it. It is the one that has no dinosaurs in it. It's the one where actively he's riding a horse. And I went, that's what we want in a Jurassic Park movie, him to be riding a horse. But it was still a sequel that got views. You know what I'm sure could be eaten by a dinosaur? Chris Evans? A horse. Oh. And Chris Pratt. And especially Chris Pratt on a horse. (laughs) Ultimately, its box office was like 
222 million versus a 200 million budget. That's bad. It's not great. How's the Love and Thunder going? Honestly, objectively, a good movie, and anyone who says it's not is just being. The type of property that might be doing best right now is Our Flag. Is doing unnecessary. They're unnecessarily gatekeeping Marvel. As from of right now, early August. Thor Love and Thunder has a budget of $250 million and a box office of $669 million. Okay, that's a lot more than what it Lightyear is. did. I was going to say, our flag might be doing well percentage-wise, but considering I think that their budget for the first season was $45, <laughs> I don't think that the $200 they were paid by HBO Max. <laughs> no, Thor Love and Thunder is doing well. Lightyear did not do great, mostly because people were like, hey, this plot is... Who was it for? Bad. Who was like your for? That's the thing is I can't tell. Like it was obviously written to be like for the 10 year old that would have been seeing it in 1995. But in 2020 or 2021, it was written for, I guess, the people who grew up with Buzz Lightyear. So I think it was us. Right. But they wouldn't make it like, because that's, that's the charm of Toy Story 4. It didn't lean either way. Sorry. Toy Story 3. The charm of it is that they know that the people who watch it grew up as well. Yes. Toy Story 4 has a similar charm, just didn't execute it as well. I think Toy Story 4 took it too far. Right. Um, This is Toy Story (laughs) 0. This is Toy Story 0. And I think it didn't know who its audience was. And that's, that's like a reasonable issue to have as a movie. But like, I think Frozen 2 knew who their audience was. For a Pixar prequel, especially when, like, fucking Monsters University. I love Monsters University. Like, I just feel like it was it's, a, it's such a long time coming, too, to do... To touch Toy Story again mm-hmm. and not do it well... It's bold. Feels completely wrong. Yeah. Pixar is so... It's a shame because Pixar's so good. Yeah. So this movie released by, like, DreamWorks... <laughs> I might have been more like, this is pretty good. This is pretty on par. No, I get it. But Pixar's movies, especially, you said this is the first theatrical release. This was the first theatrical release since before the pandemic. So Onward was the first Pixar release in the pandemic, and that was March of 2020. (laughs) And so I think that would have been the first since possibly Toy Story 4. Because I remember that I think I saw Toy Story 4 when I came back from studying abroad, possibly. But... Now, was it Toy Story 4 that came out after they had said we're never making another Toy Story movie? Or is Toy Story 5 currently in development? Both. Okay. And this is completely unrelated Toy Story 0 before the story. (laughs) Yeah. So Toy Story 4 came out June of 2019, which means I might have seen it right before I left for abroad. What is the plot? If I was the little girl that he gave his toys to? Yeah, it's like a whole thing where like Buzz and Woody grow apart and it's like a friend breakup of toy... Buzz and Woody of Toy. Of Toy? <laughs> I thought they already did that in Toy Story 3. But they do it again, except this time in a way that makes Delaney cry. Oh, for a girl? No, it's still between Buzz and Woody. Oh, it's not because he falls in love with Bo Peep again? I think it's a little bit. He just stopped really. existing for two minutes? It's just because Woody wants to be like a free roaming toy that just like stays on playgrounds and like doesn't have a singular owner, which goes against Woody's entire Story that line. means that they've switched roles since the first movie. And then Buzz stays with Bonnie. So Woody wants to look Jesse in the eye. And say, no. And say, the thing you hated, I want that. Yeah. I want to be put in a box by a park. No, literally. I want yeah. children to pick me up and their parents go, put that down. That's so 
Toy Story 4 made me cry, but I didn't love it, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like whatever the emotional chord they were trying to strike, they struck. Pixar movies always have something, but the movie, a message. The movie itself was not great. This movie didn't feel like it had a message. Encanto was yeah, Disney I, or Pixar? It was or Disney. The, Disney, but post-Pixar merge, correct? Yes, substantially um, far post-Pixar merge. Right. Pixar, the Pixar Disney merge is when Disney started doing 3D, or is that not really? No, I think. Because Brave was Pixar, correct? Yes. I believe the Pixar Disney merge was around actually The Incredibles. So, like, Disney acquired Pixar for a while, but it was not until Tangled that Disney actually, okay. Would Disney be considered responsible for this movie as well? Yes. So, Disney was doing 3D with Chicken Little. Which I... Why are you laughing? It's a perfect movie. That's it's why I'm laughing. the best movie ever made. Next Ch- only to Meet the Robinsons. Which might have the plot of this movie. Chicken Little came out in 2005 and Meet the Robinsons came out in 2007. So it was about the time of the Is Pixar this, merge. Did Meet the Robinsons... Did Lightyear walk so Meet the Robinsons could run? I think you have that switch. No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to make clear Lightyear did not run. <laughs> I don't think any part of what you run. To me, it's like this movie's coming off the tails of having seen Encanto. Mm -hmm. Having seen... This movie was definitely trying to do a deeper meaning than it actually What was before? What was like right before? Frozen 2. Frozen 2, which had like a meaning. Like a colonialism and depression meaning. Right. And kind of similar to almost the light of like learning to accept that it's okay okay to not to belong somewhere else than where you are right and in that one olaf turns to the camera and goes you all look a little bit older well that happens in the first 10 minutes but because he knows because we've all we're all a little bit older it's been a while since the last frozen movie came out we've already said what we learned from this movie but do you have any final thoughts i'm crying i just said two things that are directly contradictory i haven't even seen frozen 2 there's something so charming to me about just like, the idea of that. Yeah. And that's what always wore my heart about Toy Story 3. It's just kind of being like... Toy Story 3 was a close. And I feel like that yeah. was what was really powerful about it, is that was it was a closure to a nearly 20-year-long yeah. storyline. And then I genuinely believe that Toy Story 4, not ruined it, because I still love Toy Story 3, but it really hurt the impact that Toy Story 3 had. Right. I feel like it was like Toy Story 3, you're older, but it's okay for you to still come here and get a lot of comfort from these movies. Yeah. And like, we know you're there. Yeah. And Lightyear, I felt like I was in the wrong theater. (laughs) (laughs) Lightyear made me feel like I was dumb for not knowing what a hyperspeed crystal was. Lightyear made me, yeah, you know what, instead of what we learned, what made you feel dumb? I felt dumb because when Buzz pulled out a pistol, (laughs) I seemed more alarmed than anyone else. Lightyear made me feel dumb because I don't understand how anybody could watch this movie and want a Buzz Lightyear doll instead of a Mo Morrison doll. Because Mo Morrison literally saves the day twice throughout the movie. I will say, I will raise you, I'm shocked that they didn't want a socks doll because unfortunately Mo is of color and this is 1995. Where's my Kiko doll? You don't get a Kiko doll. Of course I don't. She doesn't even have a last name. She's in the movie for maybe. A we minute. assume it's Hawthorne, right? 
I don't know if she took Alicia's last name. I don't either. I don't know anything about Kiko except for that she did science. <laughs> that feels mean. She doesn't even have a voice actor because she doesn't have any lines. <laughs> so your representation in this movie is Buzz Lightyear. I guess. And mine is either Kiko. the silent Kiko, the wife, or just knowing that Socks was voiced by a Korean man. <laughs> Guys, I've had a rough few days and Natalie's bullying me. I'm bullying Delaney because there's no Asian people in this movie. <laughs> Except for Kiko, which I wouldn't know if that's a real Asian name or an Asian name that white people have just figured it's out gi- works. It's giving Cho Chang. It's giving a, like a strong Cho Chang vibe of like, this sounds vaguely like it would happen. <laughs> my final thoughts are, I wish they had just made this movie better. <laughs> my fin- my And the other final thoughts I have is that I don't, they should have pulled a lady in the tramp, and they should not have killed that fucking cat. My final thought is I was that hoping they'd at least give us, like, give him floating at, like, the end credits. I literally sat through the end credits waiting for them to be like, <laughs> just kidding, he's okay. <laughs> they killed a disabled cat. I don't think anyone understands how upsetting this is, except for me and my mom. I think Taika should have been me. given more lines. <laughs> Taika should have been given the whole movie. I think Taika should have been Buzz Lightyear. This should have been called Morrison. <laughs> this should have been Morrison. This and should have been, been about a tall person of color. Why does no one else space puns? We haven't talked about how Mo just has an accent. <laughs> how canonically everyone yeah. on this planet has been. T- they're in a homogenous dome. Everyone has been born and raised and died under the same, same dome, dome on for the at same least, planet. I would say at least two generations. And everyone has an American accent except for Mo. Because Taika was like, and I look, I respect Taika so much. Why does he have a New Zealand? Why I need I just need Taika to look me in the eye. Unless Mo came from a different planet. I was like, I'll just stay here. How did he get there? Why can't they use his boat, his boat, his, <laughs> his ship, bo- his flight to get back or whatever the fuck? <laughs> Taika can look me in the eye for every other movie, and I'm like, oh, fine. Everything else he's done, he's like, we don't know where Blackbeard's from. I'm like, cool. This sounds right. We don't know where Cork's from. Probably. Maybe yeah, he sounds like this. Space. We don't know. Space. For him to look me in the eye and go, yes, I am the only person here on Teflon, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Tam Tamiko Prime. Tad, close enough. Tatooine Prime. <laughs> You know, I'm impressed that you said an actual Star Wars place. Thank you. Yeah. Tatooine Prime, a real Star Wars place that just has a New Zealand accent. And my, you know what? Where is Izzy's parents? Are they dead? Does she have a mother? We know she has a dad. She mentions the dad and we do see the dad. Is the dad dead by the time we meet her? Has a, just like, what is the life expectancy here? Has like a horrible plague broken out? I don't know, man. I, 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 this movie doesn't make sense. And I highly recommend that you watch it high. Watching it drunk was a trick. Watch it inebriated. I did not process half of the movie. Don't watch it anxious. Because when I watched it anxious in a movie theater, because it was my first time being in a movie theater in several years, I, when they cut to socks (laughs) as an astronaut man, where it's just like he's in a stress dream and it's an astronaut, but it socks his face. I literally felt like I was in danger. <laughs> this is a strange movie. I recommend that you have a you you watch it when you have a conversation that you're like in the middle of that's a really good conversation. 
and you just need background noise and you can occasionally look over and go <laughs> and our conversation was me scrolling through different our flag means death cast members instagram accounts and showing natalie <laughs> look yeah and me waiting to time when i was going to go to the bathroom so i didn't <laughs> have to watch that fucking cat die don't think about lightyear go watch toy story 3 yeah 100%. I genuinely think Toy Story 3 is one of the strongest Pixar movies. I mean, it's beautiful. It's not... Toy Story is great. Creepy as hell to rewatch it. Animation's not great. Animation... And it was cutting edge when it came out. What are, like, I currently work in VFX. Like, I understand that Toy Story was seminal in animation. Right. That doesn't mean that it's great to watch by today's standards. It's one of those weird things where, like, we've, we've taken animation classes... Now, with how it's developed, you could make something like that in Maya. Mm-hmm. Because it's... But it's not nearly... My Mothman short film was about the same quality as The Toy tools Story. are just... They're given. Like, Toy Story... Pixar had to make them. Yeah. But the tools were just given. Yes. And, like, they, as they've gone, have... Like, the animation was just stunning. And Socks again... Socks like... Socks look like a little... I wanted treat. to be very clear. The animation of Lightyear is fantastic. I'm furious that the socks look so good in this movie and they couldn't do a decent toy. <laughs> I saw one decent toy on Build-A-Bear and I seriously considered paying like $25 in shipping. I paid more than that for our KK Slider Build-A-Bear. To get this stupid fucking... Because why is Build-A-Bear so, so strict on their fucking shipping rules? We can go to a physical Build-A-Bear. I, well, maybe we should go to Build-A-Bear. Maybe we should go to Build-A-Bear and then go get drunk at that bar and bring little socks with us. Because I, I need him. Because it's not even a socks Build-A-Bear. It's like a socks companion to an another Build-A-Bear. But it's it looks beautiful. And the ones at Target look horrible. <laughs> and I was reminded watching this how fucking cute Socks is. Um, but yeah. This Dope. was this was a special drunk episode. We will do more of these. We whether I don't care if no one listens to this. Worm, where can we find you? Um, <laughs> find me on so our TikTok at stop your I never once said the name of this podcast in this episode. Well, because it's barely would well, you want to just do a clean one now? Let me do, let me let me do the ending and then I'll record a cool. clean one. So if you're listening to this at the end of the episode, just know that the clean recording you heard at the beginning of the episode was recorded at the bare end of the episode. Put it in the middle. <laughs> you can find us at Stop Your Ruining It on TikTok. Um, I personally am at Delaney Sears on Instagram and at Saved by the Dells on TikTok. And Natalie is currently keeling over with laughter <laughs> every as time we say the word light ear put in the stuff you're ruining a clean <laughs> intro <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm so sorry natalie where can they find you you can't <laughs> you can find me in the liminal space in which i'm gonna lay in bed tonight trying to reconcile watching this movie and all the gay fanfic i'm gonna read before bed or I think I smiled briefly in the TikTok you made for this movie. This you did. Time. So yeah. I'm in that briefly. But um, our next episode will still be Cujo. Yeah. As of the most recent recording of this podcast. We're just going to sometimes do these bonus episodes. When is this even going to come out? We don't know. We don't know. Who knows? Possibly before Cujo. <laughs> what it, maybe we'll just release this pure as it is tonight at 3 a.m. I can't promise I won't. Thank Other you. than the fact that I think we've listed like full names and maybe vaguely our address in this a few times. So maybe there needs to be a little bit of editing. So thank you for listening to our drunk ramblings. We will ha- Again, we will have more of these bonus episodes in the future. And, and we'll be drunk in our real episodes. Yeah. And if you have the time to watch Lightyear on Disney+, Plus, I'm just saying do it for the experience.
I'm saying play it on mute and play our podcast. <laughs> because unfortunately, I think the plot of our podcast is about on par with the movie. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Good if, night, everyone. If you made it this far, I'm impressed and you have a uh, if you made it this far please tell me you appreciate my existence because i've got so many people telling me they don't if you made it this far please just like leave, leave the slightest comment on the tiktok it doesn't mean how, you can just be like two you can support the pod you can just go on the tiktok comment a p that's all i don't care <laughs> single p i just if like you no if you've made it thus far Emma. comment <laughs> On the most recent TikTok on our TikTok and comment a P and I will shout you out in the next episode. To the most, to our one consistent listener, we're about to find out who the hell you are. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.